Every day, you make decisions that affect you and the people you care about. So do your elected officials. That's why elections are so important, because you are picking the leaders who will make choices that directly impact you and your community. Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased election information, whether you're registering to vote or learning more about your local candidates. Your vote is your megaphone. Use it to pick the leaders you trust. Get online, get the facts, and make your voice heard on Election Day. Moving forward. All right, I'm here with Nick today, and uh, I, I, I'm, he surprised me on Facebook and let me know that I, I had missed someone, that I had missed an opportunity to interview, so I would like to give him, you know, for as close as we are to Election Day, it, it matters to give a voice to everyone, so thank you, Nick, for coming on today. Kavika, thank you very much, and I'm really impressed. I caught some of the interviews with some candidates and one or two of them, I go, oh, my God, uh, they're even better than I thought. So thank you for this opportunity. You know that I know that you know that I know that you know about media, no matter uh, what you are doing, whether it's a campaigning or you have a nonprofit, access to media. And we know that much of media is corporate controlled and you don't have access to it. So I just as someone who did have a show for nine years on Akaku, Maui Talks TV, many of you out there listening may remember that. I value this opportunity. So mahalo nui loa. Awesome. Well, let's let's get into it. So, like, I miss, I miss a lot of you. We're going to go a far more freestyle because of the type of guy you are in your background. So, like, a lot of the previous people we talked about, like, what are you running for? Why are you doing it? Like, I really would like your perspective especially since you're a third party candidate. So like, first let's talk about like just the, the, the process and what, what got you into it transferring from, you know, talking head on television to taking up the mantle for your community and what puts the fire in your belly. Wow. That is a wonderful, uh, uh, philosophical question. Maui talks TV, which was on from 2002. It started on my mother's mother's birthday, July 9th. I still remember that. I had already been an activist in Maui for a number of years. I was, I used to go down, I went down to Akaku, the very first meeting that they had before there was any public access station to find out about it because I know the value of media. And that was sometime in the mid 90s. So I was one of the first people who was involved in Maui, uh, in, uh, in Akaku. And now, of course, it's expanded many years. And in those days, there was lots of opposition by government and individual people. They didn't want public access. The DCCA uh, didn't want to give money. Uh, I don't want to go into the history of Akaku because that's not what we're here for. Yeah. But then in 92, uh, sorry, in 2002, after volunteering on a number of live shows, um, I got, uh, I, I, I applied, I set up a pro uh, a proposal and I was offered Maui Talks TV, which was an hour long show. Eventually it went to an hour and a half and I did that for uh, nine years. And eventually, of course, having keeping crew, I came from the days of volunteer. People wanted to be paid. It got less and less volunteers and that was it. But I got involved uh, with the Green Party in 1992 and I want to back up uh, of course, I, we should go to the beginning, the Big Bang, and then we had the, the universe developed, and then we had the planet. And I was born in Brooklyn, New York. And eventually, I went to college and got a degree in political science. And then I went on. I was the first male secretary at American University in Washington, D.C., where I got my master's degree. I got into law school before I sat for my comp, decided to finish my master's degree. And when I finished that, that was in public law and urban affairs. And I was living in Washington, D.C., of course, you know, where American University is. So I had the D and I went to uh, junior and senior high school in Bethesda, Maryland. So I was I had it in my blood that I was uh, politically astute. I had my academic credentials in public law, urban affairs and political science. And then eventually, over time, I traveled the world. I went to 50 countries on 50 continents. I've been to all 50 states. I found Maui along my travels. And after spending four years in an alternative community in Oregon, I made my way to Maui, uh, 1986. In, 19, in uh, 92, 
a friend of mine who I, I know my roommate brought me a little newspaper talking about a meeting for the Green Party. So I showed up and I felt like, wow, this is amazing. It was a progressive political party. It just gotten developed, uh, founded in Hawaii. They were going to run candidates. And four of us on Maui signed up to be candidates. Two of us are still around. Jason Schwartz, who has numerous shows similar to this on Akaku, and also uh, Sally Raisbeck, who's now passed, and Joe Bershom, who's passed. And Joe actually served two terms as a state representative from South Maui. So I stood for office the first time in 1992. And my kuleana and my passion is that people know that we don't just have a Tweedledum, Tweedledum, or, or a duopoly or a Republicrat system. It's not in the Constitution. But though many people say they want a third party, people do not vote for third party. I've already found in this campaign, this is my third time standing for office for the state house. I've already found people that says, oh, Nikki, if I vote for you, then a the person I don't like might get in. And so, you know, and then someone else just today sent me a message. Oh, I just went by the uh, recommendations by this pack. And even though most of their recommendations I agree with, not all of them. And of course, in my race in particular, 30 years I've been active in the community on numerous levels. And so I think I've, I've had a uh, nonstop chat right here. So if you want to follow up, Actually, I can yeah, take no, a breath. Is, this is a perfect time. I got to say that, like, you know, I, I absolutely understand the 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 inherent bias against third party candidates i mean it's weird because like we we were there is this false construct of this just duopoly like you say yet there are 173 registered parties in america but none of them ever seem to rise to the opportunity because they're negated by this bias of oh i'm splitting the vote and then people don't realize that, like, you're not voting for, like, the grand scale of the universe. You're voting right here and right now. This one person is not going to upset, like, whatever weird bias you've constructed. So, like, as someone who's, like, really questioned about, like, to change to a third party in my life, like, it's it's been a, like, this internal, like, quiotic, like, journey I go on sometimes when I'm like, uh, do I just, like, leave where I can make change or do I, like discover new ground like you and just say damn it you know what it's worth it because you know for all the pain that you can go through the fact is that you're standing on what you believe in and not not projecting anything outside of your your personal ideals because you're you're allied with a party that's obviously going to betray you on certain talking points so it's i mean it it's I, I see it as, as, a, as a tough choice, but a righteous one in most cases. You know, a lot of Green Party candidates I saw growing up in California, like, there were times I was like, oh, I'd vote for that. And then, like, I'd hear it from my parents. And they are like, well, yeah, who votes for a third-party candidate, bud? Like, nobody's going to do it. You're just going to let that other guy get in. And it's like, the more I, like, grow up and to recognize, like, small communities, party doesn't matter. You know, your community matters. So, when I see to vote for someone, whether you're the Green Party or someone, a Republican's running against you, and I'm a registered Republican, like, I got to go, like, do, do I identify with this person and this candidate, or am I giving in to the little, you know, elephant right there on the sticker? Yeah, I uh, you mentioned about three or four different uh, avenues that I could go down, like being on a merry-go-round, and do I jump on this horse or the other? So the last thing you said, I'm going to, since my short-term memory, I remember that one, and that's about uh, registering, being a registered uh, from a party. Every state is different. Yep. In the presidential races, for example, there are four, 50 races, well, 51 including D.C., 50 races and... There's 40 of them that because of gerrymandering and the predominance of the population uh, feels a certain way, you know the results. So we really only have 10 states that are up for grabs in a presidential race. Yes. In Hawaii, as a result, and I was just on a just the other day, I was on a podcast with uh, Matt Ho, H-O-H. He's standing for the North Carolina United States Senate. And the guy is brilliant, one of the best candidates ever for the Green Party. On that call also was Howie Hawkins, the presidential candidate in 2000, Jill Stein from 2012 and 2016. 
Now, in Hawaii, so I want to get back to this. I don't want to go off on uh, the presidential because a lot of people just have misstatements. And if you do some research, and again, with my academic credentials, not only master's degree, but I have other certificates, et cetera, I value fact. And that's why today one of our two political parties is just a zombie cult. And it's really divided the two when you talk about a duopoly or a, a Tweedledum, Tweedledum, or etc. But anyway, let's back, get back to Hawaii. Stay on this focus. Yeah. You do not register in a party. There's other states you have to register in a party. You can't vote in a primary unless you're a registered Democrat, Libertarian, Green, etc. So here, you know, if you have voted in August, you got a ballot that had seven parties. Well, six parties plus nonpartisan, because you don't have to be a member of a party to stand for office. Uh, so this year, the Greens have someone running for the state, uh, for United States Senate, for District 13 in the state Senate. Uh, that was a U.S. Senate. So we have a U.S. Senate candidate, a state Senate, District 13, a state Senator, District 6, which is uh, Kihei and Lahaina, I should say South and West Maui, and then District 12 for the state house, Summer Star, and uh, my race uh, in the District 13. Now, when people go to the polls, you get to choose now. All of us are on the ballot. And so in my race in particular, an example, you have will have a choice of three. And so it doesn't matter whether you're uh, a member of a party. For example, this state is owned by one party and they have a couple of thousand members, but they have tens of thousands of people that vote for them. So you do not have to be a member of a party. So one thing you were talking about is whether you should join a party. Uh, it's not necessary, but you can be an activist, like with your uh, community association or with a certain nonprofit or you and, for example, do a, a, a radio show. So yes, I've just been passionate for 30 years with the Green Party, where I've been a success in now, people know that the Green Party is exists and we have been successful you mentioned california where we have had numerous people uh win uh richmond uh california had a green mayor uh uh eureka california had three of the five council members uh or city uh uh, uh city council what the, their city council uh, uh, were members of the Green Party, plus their mayor. Uh, one of my buddies, uh, Mike Feinstein, was the mayor of Santa Monica. Let's bring it back here. In 1992, the first time we were on the ballot, we won on the Big Island. A Green, Keiko Bank, beat a Democrat and a Republican. The Democrat was an incumbent, and she won. So a Green can win. And seven times, three different people won on the Big Island for their county council. Uh, sadly, in 2008, the current sitting council member ran for election and lost, and that was the last in Hawaii. On Maui, I've stood for office numerous times, and people said, you know, I get both things. Nikki, you run constantly, you know, blah, blah, blah. And other people say, you know what? I so appreciate your tenacity, and you always stated the, the issues and something that, Kavika, you alluded to. I don't have to compromise. Uh, the main party in the state of Hawaii, you look at the people, you've got conservatives, people that would be uh, that are really Dinos, you know, on the yep. on the main. Well, they would be Republicans. Yeah. And so I don't have to do that. Now, what I did when I saw people pull papers, there are four people that I thought are pretty progressive. So I contact that all four. And one of them, Summer Star, they all put papers to run as Democrats, because in this state, uh, you really that's like the main thing. Yeah. And so Summer said to me. Nikki, that's a great idea. I mean, the Greens are much closer to my uh, political positions and I don't have to compromise. So she uh, repulled papers for Green and she's now on the ballot uh, for the state uh, house in District 12. And so, again, like <clears throat> I know uh, and I'm again, I don't like to mention names in particular. So someone I know said, oh, Nikki, as soon as I win, then I'll uh, switch to the Green Party. And her partner said, no, you won't. You know, because people see it's power, 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 power. Yeah. And it's just, it's a sad commentary, like, again, finding someone today that said, oh, I just followed these recommendations. And I so resent that because people talk about it. I mean, here's the, uh, you know, and I, I'll finish this, this thought. Here's the double speak that people say, oh, I really want uh, third parties. 
How many times do you vote for third parties? Uh, I never do because I'm afraid. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, people said, oh, I don't like dark money. Again, but one of the, these one of these packs that people think, oh, they're so great. Where's the money coming from? I can't find it. And the rumor, because, you know, I know a lot of people here, it's one guy giving who's a millionaire who's got lots of money. So is that what you want? I mean, when people talk about Lanai and I, I, I just, you know, I'm going all these all these tangents. But, uh, you know, Lanai, which is part of my district, has someone that owns 98 percent of the island. So is that what you want? Do you want a sugar daddy that says, oh, I'm going to put in this. I'm going to put in that. I'm going to put in this. I'm going to put in that. I'm going to put in housing. I'm going to put in resorts. I'm going to whatever. So is that the kind of community you want to live in? Something's got to change with that. Now, my last point, I promise, and we'll go on to another, is that I'm living in the largest district, state representative district in Hawaii. We cover four islands, Lanai, Molokai, the North Shore in East Maui and Kaolave. Now, no one lives on Kaolave, but it's part of our district, including Molokini also. So um, it's I testified. Here's the other one, too, that I talk about my two, the other two people in this race. I've never heard of either of them ever, 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 ever. What have they done in the community? So I just asked that. And, you know, don't look at a piece of paper that says vote for these people. The the. The trade unions do this. Uh, different people have, you know, their their endorsements. Compare the candidates. So what I'm getting at is, I testified five times at the um, at the reapportionment commission and about a half a dozen times at the charter commission to get different perspectives that I support involved. And so you get ignored. That's why it's important when someone says, "What do you run for office?" You run for office because, as uh, my good buddy said, who uh, you interviewed, he said, when you're at the table, you have more, more of uh, input. Otherwise, when I go, you get three minutes to testify, and that's it. Maybe they'll give you a fourth, and that's it. And people ignore you. You know, There's one thing I was uh, – and it was a very small point that I was, uh, I was successful years and years ago, and that was hitchhiking was illegal on Maui. So Kalani English, who, you know, has got a mixed, I said I wasn't going to mention names, but um, he was, a, uh, he had won uh, on the uh, Maui County Council. And I'm talking to him at Akaku and he goes, oh, I didn't know hitchhiking was illegal. I used to hitchhike all the time. I grew up in Hana. So he said, you know what? When I get on the council, I'm going to propose that we get rid of it. <clears throat> he proposed getting rid of two lines in the county uh, uh, charter, uh, not the charter, the uh, uh, Hawaii uh, statutes for Maui and said the Maui code. And it just said, you can't solicit a ride. All nine council members agreed with him. The mayor signed it. I used to go testify and I'm not making this up two or three times. I testified and you'd have council members stand up and walk out of the room while I'm testifying. They didn't really give a bleep about me testifying, but because he was a council member, he got it through. And a and this last thing, promise, and that is that look at our council ch chamber. Have you ever looked on TV or any other uh, city and county council room? Our council members turn their backs to the community. That's like giving the middle finger to the community. You look at other communities and it's a semicircle and the people are facing the community. And I've proposed numerous times that they cl clean and redevelop the Maui County Council Chambers. Who's going to listen to me? No one. However, if someone is sitting on the uh, council, they could propose it. And I have to say, I've mentioned it to some of the sitting council members, and I, there's a few of them that I think are great. No one has proposed it. Just like we have 13 charter amendments, they're all really good. Two of them, because there's going to be 15. Two, you have a choice of A or B. Mm -hmm. but one of the ones that the Charter Commission was talking about is district voting. And the current council, no matter what you think, how great they are, they've voted that down because they win at the way the system is set up now. And if you're running and you don't have much money, you've got a campaign like the mayor does on three different islands since no one lives on Kaolave. And that is absurd. We're the only, uh, well, of course, Kauai has an at-large system uh, with seven on the council. So anyway, I'm going to take a breath 
and listen to another a direction you want to go, Kavika. Sorry that I was no, wound up. No, there. dude. You know what? And I gotta say, it, I like I like the passion, and and I like how precise and fast it comes out. So don't worry, you you're not wasting any time. You're opening eyes, brother. You know, I I love getting another point of view. You know, it you can't just look at the world narrowly. We have to have open eyes and the willingness to understand. And you know, and I think that that's you know to to touch on some of those those inconsistencies of party alliances in the state. You know, you mentioned like how, how heavy we are handedly towards the Democrat side. And you look at a, a broad ideological spectrum that's kind of just pushed everything into the left because you have a society that goes, well, Democrats, the only good thing. So then anything that registers as Republican is a social pariah. So people just don't do it because it's eventually beaten to that corner. Um, and so I think that that like it, it really does eventually cause a huge imbalance because then like what becomes the new the, the, this new club of just ideals expands to a point of like, oh, well, we just let this guy in, but we we're not going to let you into this club. Yeah, you should probably just stay Green Party. You should probably just stay independent or whatever. And then it's it's interesting how that then narrows that that middle point between the parties and people don't think about like how much of the gray is lost because we're just black and white um oh yeah no you're you've got a uh and i know i'm uh intruding on you uh, briefly uh the best person on the council as far as i'm concerned and over the years was a republican and they would not join the green party and they would not join the democrats and they were republican so they proved on the council you know of course now it's nonpartisan but do you know when i ran in 92 and 94 and then i ran again in 98 it was partisan and i was one of the few quote unquote progressives that spoke out against making it nonpartisan because i think it makes a difference again like i said the two major parties when you say one or you say the other one of them in particular is a bunch of uh, ideologues that are brainwashed into positions that I don't want to go down the, the rabbit hole, excuse the pun, here because uh, they're just off the wall. They believe in lies and they follow a, uh, it's a character club. They follow uh, a leader the way uh, uh, Nazi Germany or Mussolini's Italy did. Um, but I want to talk about ranked choice voting because I've been talking about this for 30 years. And the major party in Hawaii has spoken against it constantly, constantly, constantly. This year, enough quote unquote people who lean a little bit more progressive they passed a bill and the governor signed it about four months ago where we now have a limited ranked choice voting where if a council member on one of the four counties retires or dies or something is replaced or uh, gets uh, charged with uh, you know embezzlement like we had a couple of Democrat uh, state representatives, <clears throat> uh, they will get replaced in the, in the, in the election to replace them. <clears throat> via ranked choice voting. And the other one is in federal elections, special federal elections. So if someone decides to retire because they want to run for president or governor and the last two uh, uh, members of the Congress that we had, they did not retire. So we still have the same district two, which is our area, everything but suburban Honolulu. Uh, he's still a uh, congressperson, even though he ran for governor, because you do not have to. Some states require it, uh, but it's not a national... Uh, regulation. So ranked choice voting is where you go to the polls and you say, you know, Nikki, you are the best person by far. In fact, you're the best person in the whole state. I'm voting for you, number one. But if you don't get enough votes, my second choice would be so-and-so because I so detest the third person or the fourth person. So for example, in the mayor's race, we have a choice now of two, but in the primary, there were eight people. Imagine if you went to the polls in a primary and say, you know what? Uh, I really like this guy. You know, my buddy Jason was on the ballot. I like him. But if he doesn't get the most votes, my second choice would be someone else. Oh, my third choice. Instead, we're limited now to a choice of two. And that's true in all the council races. Why should it be that way? Because if you have ranked choice voting, which is now in the state of Maine, it's now in Hawaii, uh, in Alaska, and uh, they've been using it for years in San Francisco, in Oakland, in Minneapolis, in St. Paul, in Tacoma Park, Maryland. It's all over the country. There's places and more and more places are taking it up. It's on the ballot in a few states uh, on Tuesday. So I'm um, ranked choice voting. Now, again, I'm a broken record. 
Green Party recommends ranked choice voting. The other two parties do not. So all these issues that we've been talking about, uh, I, I'm going to uh, swing to just one thing that happened in 1998. I'm on the dais in Kihei. I'm running against the Democrat and Republican for the county council. Again, that was the last year in 2000 we went to nonpartisan. So now we're, we're down to two uh, in our election since 2000. That's why I was so against it. The other two people, and one of them eventually won, said, no, we don't need a bus system. No one's going to get out of their car and use a bus. So that's just a ridiculous, you know. And I said, both of you are incorrect. I so passionately support a public transportation system. Young people, uh, older people, people that cannot afford to keep a car with the high cost of maintenance and insurance and gas and all of that. And a couple of years ago, just before the pandemic, 2.5 million individual rides on the Maui bus. And so uh, I don't know how many of your listeners have uh, seen. I have had a couple of articles in Civil Beat on ranked choice voting and on our public transportation system, also in the Maui News, also in Lahaina News. Uh, again, I haven't seen either of my opponents have any articles anywhere. So, oh, one of them did in Civil Beat. Let me apologize. I never want to make a misstatement. So outside of that, so what is your positions? What is your positions? Or are you hiding and you're just using a pack to push your name across? So um, so this is just the example of like uh, progressive changes that Greens have advocated. And uh, for those who may not be familiar with the Green Party, we stand on four pillars of grassroots democracy, meaning from the people, not from higher ups. I never like to say I'm a leader if I win a race. No, I'm not a leader. I'm representing you, the people, grassroots democracy, nonviolence, social justice, which is helping people. As you can see, uh, in 92, the two big issues for Nikki Lananda when I was running for the county council back years ago was affordable housing. And in those days, they called it homelessness. I would use the phrase houselessness and our daily paper would always edit my word houselessness and put it to homelessness. Today, again, am I a visionary? Part of me feels yes. So I use the word houselessness. Now you see a lot of people in the uh, quote unquote homeless community or the unsheltered community use houseless because if you have a tent or you're living in a car or you're living in a structure, you know, with the blue tarps or whatever, that is your home. You're not homeless. You're houseless. So, again, uh, grassroots democracy, nonviolent social justice and ecological wisdom. Imagine that people used to say, oh, are you Greenpeace? No, we're the Green Party. So we talked about sustainability. We talked about the environment. I've been talking about it for 30 years. Now, find a candidate who doesn't talk about, well, of course, one of the two major political parties says that it doesn't exist. Climate change, the raise, rising of the sea levels, uh, houses and structures and roads falling into the ocean. 30 years ago, Nikki Lananda and Green said, we got to be aware of our environment because without the environment, we're not here. Right on, brother. So let's let's put the fire and the fury in the side and let's talk about why folks need to vote for you then. What 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 are you running for in the community? What are you hoping to bring to the table? What do you think needs to be done right now? Well, thank you for that. They should vote for me because obviously I'm the most uh, articulate. I'm the most educated. I have a universal view, having been in 50 countries, 50 and all 50 states. Uh, people now talk about uh, agriculture and food security and food independence. If you go to my website, let me mention my website, friendsofnikulananda.com. And it's filled with, and I learned words, people like to see pictures. And I'm more of a wordy guy. I understand that. So there's a lot of information. But all the articles that I've been in, the interviews, you'll see uh, we've had one forum, not a debate. We don't have debates in this state. We have forums. They call them debates sometimes. One forum with the three candidates in this race. Otherwise, the Haiku Community Association canceled the forum we're going to have there. So who gets to compare me and the other two people. So I'm reaching out and I'm begging people, don't just get the card from some pack or some union or your daddy. Uh, though I have to admit, I've gotten about five or six calls from friends of mine that says, tell me who to vote for. 
So uh, in a way, something that the, uh, you know, the zombie cultist political party says, uh, we want to stop fraud. Well, yeah, because I got to vote like five or six times because I recommended to people who to vote for and people trust me. Well, I guess that's what people do with their union or these uh, pack cards that are sent around. Third party uh, I'm begging people to do some research. So you asked me, what are my issues? So food security, uh, affordable housing. Uh, the tax structure. We need to restructure the state tax system. Uh, I heard one of your interviews where someone says, I am not af afraid. To, and I just started laughing and says, hey, they stole my line. You know, <laughs> I'm not against. And I was just so impressed. And I hope they prevail in, their, in the race that they're in. Um, uh, I've been saying that for years. You know, you we have some of the richest people living in Maui County. Yep. And yeah. what do they pay? They say pay the same amount of uh, taxes. No, for so for property taxes, which of course the state reps don't get involved in, but they can help. There could be a way of uh, recommending that hey, like they the state stole the TAT and then said okay, you can create a half a percent tax. So uh, raise the and I talked about this the other day at the budget hearing. Again, I went to the county budget hearing. Where were the other candidates there? I'm the only one that was there. And I talked about having a tiered system. Well, our county council has put in a tiered system, but it's only two tiers. I would say there should be 10 tiers. In other words, if your house is worth a million dollars to $2 million, you should be paying, uh, let's, I'm just going to use round numbers, $5 per thousand of, um, of uh, value of your house. If you're, if you're paying, if your house is worth 1 million to 2 million, then maybe 550 per thousand. If your house is worth two million to three million, six. So another, and I'm not sticking it to someone, but someone that has a, I saw two houses for sale in Maui, by the way, on Maui Island. Uh, they're $50 million. Dude, $50 I mean, you saw the one in McKenna you know, that just sold for 28.5. I mean, that's not. I'm sorry. I, uh, I cut you off. Go ahead. What was the question? No, I, I was just responding back to your statement of that, how much that the house is. You, you know, you mentioned a $50 million price tag. I mean, that, that house in McKenna that just went for like what? 28, 38. What? Yeah, I mean, it's nuts. Oh, yes. No. And even my house, and I understand that, and I'm struggling actually right now to try to hold on to it. Uh, but I lived in Haiku for years, and I couldn't afford to buy in Haiku when I had enough money to put down a down payment. And I was working. I've spent most of my life on Maui working as a teacher. Uh, I, also was a, uh, I also was a volunteer mediator for the small claims court of district court. I did that for two years. Uh, I have a facilitation training. I've mentioned different having different academic credentials. I served on the Board of Variance and Appeals for five years as a commissioner. I've applied a half a dozen times since then to other mayors. And again, uh, I have not gotten appointed uh, to other county commissions. I also served on the uh, Mayor's Task Force on Higher Education. And again, I'm going to make a thumbs up to this candidate. I, like I said, I was so impressed. They must have checked out my site. Uh, they said that uh, we need to, one of the charter amendments, by the way, I recommend everyone votes yes on all the charter amendments. Absolutely. And one of them sets up a commission, which we used to have for a brief time, where they review people who have applied. Well, yes. again, I'm just going to put myself on a pedestal for a moment. I applied to the Planning Commission. I've already served on the Board of Variance and Appeals uh, for five years. They have reappointed some of the people that served with me again to the Board of Variance Appeals. Then they appointed them to the Planning Commission. And this candidate was totally right. They keep on appointing people that are involved in development, in real estate, in things that are involved with the uh, with the real estate uh, uh, and planning and development. Yep, well, of course, they're going to, uh, uh, and I remember when my buddy Joe Bertram was on the uh, planning commission, he was always, you know, there'd be a vote, seven to two, six to three, you know, and he's saying, no, we don't need this thing. And, you know, I go and testify at hearings. That's another one. You know, where are these other candidates that are in the same race as me? So I uh, went and testified at a hearing in Kihei once about the, it was called Wailea 670 at the time. And I think it's finally going to go in. And um, and so all the people standing in the back, support McKenna, support McKenna. I turned around and said to him, yes, I support McKenna. None of your kids are going to be able to afford these houses. We should be building 100% affordable houses. And maybe the county could put in the infrastructure. Finally, again, this is what I'm talking about, visionary. Finally, you hear the uh, uh, candidates for mayor saying, oh, yeah, maybe we put in water and roads and blah, 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 you know, uh, to help the developer. So I'm not against the 
developer making some money, but I am against them putting in all these market value houses. And then they put in affordable houses. And after a few years, uh, they're not affordable because who's it affordable to? I belong to that same broken record club as you brother. That's like me every four episodes on here. How, how does a system like that work where you put a speculative market right next to an affordable market and then not expect the affordable market to begin speculating and rising? A man and a woman. So, so outside of these 10 amendments outside, outside of like what's going on right now, what what is in, in in your vision the the steps that you can take from your office if elected? Well, as I said, um, more my vision is more of a representative. So I am not up on all. Let's take an example: the Green Party in our platform, and maybe one other party has that, but neither of the two major parties supports. Hawaiian sovereignty. I am not going to say how it should be. A friend of mine the other day, I, 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 you hear how I talk, and I couldn't get a word in edgewise for probably 20 minutes because they were going on and on about their vision of what the return to a monarchy or kingdom would be. So, But we support the idea that this was a country, and when I first came to visit, there were actually people still living here who were alive when it was an independent country. So this should be a sovereign country. Will that happen? And I don't want to get the, that's a whole other day for another topic. Because yeah. some people yeah. say to me, no, 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 it's still, it's still, the country still exists. <coughs> Excuse me. The country still exists. So, and I say, well, which flag is on the top of the tele, of the uh, flagpole? So, yes. Yeah, so uh, the Green Party supports that. So, but I, I did a, a class on um, Hawaiian law a few months ago because I applied to, I'm a uh, alternate on the Paia Haiku community plan. And um, I was just blown away about the information about the Hawaiian laws that are not being followed in this state. The things that, are, for example, the water issue, that was an issue. I bought my property. Now I bought my property. So I'm a Howley that came here and bought their property. And I had a dry stream bed for 19 years, Moku Papa stream. So when the Commission on Water Resource Management, where I testified numerous times, but I applied to be an intervener, I was turned down because my stream was not one of the ones that was significant to them. But they have it listed. If you look at the uh, 100 or so streams, Moku Papa stream, totally, there's a dam 20 feet from my property line, west of my property line. Water's flowing in Mocha Papa stream 24 7, 365 days a year. Plenty of water. On my side of the stream, none. So they've abandoned that dam. My neighbor and I, we have four properties that share a private water system off that dam, and it's in perpetuity with uh, EMI. And so we went and we put another board up, which raised the water level. So all of a sudden, I had a trickle in my stream. So that was nice. It was always flowing. But keep in mind, 19 years, it was bone dry. Then they released seven streams. They took down all the diversions. And all of a sudden, my stream is flowing. And it's just so beautiful. There's prawns in there. There's little fish. It's not a big stream. You know, there's no place to go swimming in it. Uh, there's no dam uh, to go, you know, uh, uh, waterfall. But it's just so alive. And so can I speak to the passion of the, the, the residents of Hawelo or uh, Wailua or K&I who have lost the ability to grow their own food and to sustain themselves and their family and to practice their indigenous practices? No. So I have empathy for them, but they have the passion in their belly. It's in their DNA. So they can share. And I would be a representative to push for the fact that we need to do much more in our water issues. And that's why I support one of the other charter amendments about setting up a commission. And people are talking about, oh, no, we don't need another level of it. They're missing the point. It's bad information that they're getting. No, it's that the local people here in East Maui, and then, of course, it's spread now to West Maui also, uh, Nawa uh, Eha, um, would have um, local residents talking about their water. Uh, the Paya Bypass. 
the state would be involved in and the federal government. Uh, you see the, the, the traffic has not gotten as bad as it used to be. That's an important uh, 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 proposal. So um, on the local level now, again, I'm, not, I'm a state you know, representative if I'm uh, successful, but I've been pushing, for example, where I live, Huelo, you know, people always say Hana District, Hana District, Hana District. And when I stood for office, people would say, oh, you're a carpetbagger. I say, no, I live in Huelo. The, the border starts at Kikipi Gulch. So Huelo, Kailua, KNI, they're all part of the East Maui District. So I've proposed, and of course, I've been ignored for years, to change the line <coughs> for the East Maui because our county council members, remember, they're voted at large. So to change the line where that district, so the East Maui candidates, when someone is not from Hana or Kaupo or Kipahulu, uh, people don't say, oh, you're a carpetbagger, you know, like uh, the Republican candidate in uh, Pennsylvania for the United States Senate, you know, is really a resident of New Jersey. Uh -huh. So the other one, a little tiny point, and as a state representative, I hope I can have some input on that. P.E. Lani Highway. 1985, the road used to go around up to Ulapalakua and then down to McKenna. Mm -hmm. The people in McKenna, they didn't go to Kihei. They went up to Ulapalakua to go shopping. Then they closed that road. So now we have two Piilani highways, two number 30s. You know how many times I have, uh, 31 rather, how many times I have recommended to my state representatives and the council and the Department of Transportation uh, oh, you hear the, my phone. This is good. So this is the difference. My phone's ringing in the background, but fortunately, uh, you know, you might not be able to hear. I'm far enough away. So uh, why can't we, you know, we, Mokulele, the name Mokulele has been uh, retired. Why don't we name one part and let the East Maui people and the South Maui people decide which section of Piilani Highway becomes Mokulele or some other name? And which one stays Pi'ilani? And of course, Pi'ilani was the last king of uh, Maui. So let me take a breath. Absolutely, brother. I love that fire. Like, so, I mean, lots of lots to unpack. But with, with the time that we got left, I want I want to go down one one more row before we, we give you your space to close out and be able to go on, like, your last big speech of the day. But... Um, I feel that there's not enough being instilled into local, just folks in general to participate. I, and I think that there's also like a lot of like disillusion on like how, how much it takes to participate or, you know, and just how, how little, like just a, a, a difference is made, but at least a positive difference is made. If someone at least puts in that, like five minutes to show up and testify. But, um, what what are things that we could be doing parties aside just neighbors and 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 countrymen to each other what what do you feel is is missing outside of active and evolved involved evolved and educated candidates like what do we need from from the constituency So you said that we have another 15 hours to talk. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to just you know mention what? a couple. I am now, I am now giving into the fact that you said the ping pong ball is on my side, and I absolutely agree. It, it, it will fall on me to follow up with you, but <laughs> it, we will find those 15 hours one hour at a time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm here, and uh, as you notice, I don't like to talk. You know, people. Some people have said that I talk too much, and I always say no. T-O-O -O is wrong. I talk a lot. I verbalize my positions. However, over the years, for example, on next door, I put in a little campaign flyer, you know, because again, what kind of money do I have compared to this uh, uh, dark money pack that's going around bombarding people? And on Facebook, you see the ads from, uh, again, pack supported candidates. So uh, next door and people will see, you know, some are friends of mine and some I'll just you know, if you're a voter, blah, blah, blah. And then someone puts, please don't make this political. So I didn't respond to that person. I just, okay, don't make it political. We have a race that's going on and we have a fascist, uh, one or two uh, political parties are fascist party. And we had, a, we had an insurrection and we have a former president who led us a, a seditious uh, act and tried to overthrow the government. So to me, you know, when people say, well, I'm not really political, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's in my DNA. Like I said, I grew up in D.C. And by the way, my father was involved in veterans affairs. He was wounded at 20 years old and lost an arm and leg and an eye. And he didn't say, oh, he didn't start shooting up the heroin and become a drug addict or whatever. 
he got himself together. Uh, my mom found him in uh, Walter Reed Hospital, married him. She didn't look at what he didn't have. She looked at what he did have. He had three kids. The middle one was me. Um, and so I watched him fight the good fight, both with the Disabled American Veterans and the Veterans Administration for veterans services. And when he was active, there was no Americans with Disability Act. Yeah. So he walked around on his one artificial leg and eventually they had to amputate his second leg. So he had a wheelchair and I, you know, we'd go to restaurants and we'd go out and I saw the struggles he had before the ADA. So that's what I'm talking about. Progressive changes. We have had some progressive changes. I grew up where people were still being lynched. Uh, you know, it, now it's happened by, you know, differently, not with uh, a lasso, but you saw this insurrection. They wanted to lynch the uh, uh, yeah, vice president. No, that was, that was um, so, that really, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, that was scary. It really, it really yeah. changed my perspective on like the historical point in reality we we're in. You know, like I, I've always had the fire myself to want to be engaged and trying to get others engaged, but I feel that there is a level of apathy that has generated. You know, when people say, "Well, I don't want to get political," and it's like, "Well, you're being political through inaction by letting other people like." I mean, I feel that we're just as culpable for letting someone just get away with it. Uh, you know, it, it's it it it's kind of disheartening to think that like people think that they could just turn off that part of existence in this country and say, "Oh, well, that's just not a subject we talk about." And it's like, but that subject that you don't want to talk about is like the center of your universal existence. Like without this political system and its capitalist model and how it's handled and regulated and, and treated and, and just TLC'd by the people inside of its country. Like that's how you exist today. If not for, I mean, great point. I'm bringing up the ADA. That's actually like, for me, that's like a good green party talking point. Cause it would, if it weren't for like, the, the the zealousness of the of the Green Party, things like, you know, the American Disabilities Act wouldn't be a conversation. But I I just think that there's there's something that we're we're missing in there that like I don't know if it was like onset over time or just small events that occur socially that make people hop on this but I don't get political train. But I would love to find some way to slowly unwrap that thought off of people's brains and just let it breathe and think about how much responsibility they need to take for themselves and their people, the, the community around them. Well, yeah. And you, you know, again, this, uh, you know, merry-go-round of the things you brought up, you're a woman today. And all of a sudden one of the political parties in 14 States have now outlawed you being able to control your body. My mom had a great line. She's against abortion, but everyone has a right to choose for themselves. That was years ago, years ago. And she had three miscarriages. One of them killed her. They brought her back to life. She had an ectopic pregnancy. Today, women in Texas and other states can die if they get an ectopic pregnancy. Uh, you know, uh, so there you go. There you go. Abortion, it was a, a right that people had. If we get attacked, when Pearl Harbor was attacked or 9-11, people didn't go around and say, oh, you know what? I don't want to be political. You had the president of the United States at the time, which people thought was a joke until we had the last most recent ex-president. Uh, people used to think of him as like, oh, my God. And, you know, but then the country rallied around him. And I don't want to get into the military industrial complex uh, talk that Eisenhower said because he was 100 percent right. And Wall Street owns both political parties. Yes. So yes. you mentioned uh, again, one of them is a civics. Uh, they don't talk, teach civics in school, so no one knows. I was invited to a high school here to talk about my campaign a couple of years ago, uh, and the teacher wanted students. It was a uh, advanced uh, placement class uh, that people would learn about politics because it makes a difference. The allocation of power. I always remember that line from one of my uh, political science classes, Poli Sci 101 in college. Um, also, the idea of immigration. And that's an issue people have been talking about. Well, how many people, you have people here that says everyone should go home from Hawaii, except the people born here. Well, that means everyone that's moved here. Well, you know, really, that means 330 Americans, uh, 330 million Americans, except for the native population, should go back to where they're from. So when you're a second, third, or fourth generation, all of my grandparents immigrated to the United States from four different Eastern European countries, Russia, Poland, Romania, Germany. <clears throat> I got no relatives left in Europe. They're all annihilated. 
Uh, there aren't many people in Ukraine that say, oh, yeah, I don't want to talk about politics right now. Uh, you know, uh, survival. So what you mentioned now on a, a on a, a more mundane we don't have a vote, a state voters guide like they have in many communities. Yep, that's one thing I miss about California is getting that like the the month before your ballot shows up, you get that cool little book. It gives you everybody's statement. It tells you the black and white of what you're voting for. I mean, yeah, you occasionally have to figure out when yes means no and no means yes. But like it's detailed. You can get lost in it like a bedtime story every night and then wake up with new information in your brain and make an informed decision. And I just I think it's such a loss in communities that do not have voters guides. So exactly. Now, here's Nikki Lananda again and the Green Party have been advocating this for 30 years. And I'm a broken record with that. So people say, oh, you know, they ask. And, you know, I, I, I guess in this interview, I feel like I'm tooting my horn. and I don't mean to, but I'm just mentioning things that I have brought up over the years. And again, the two other people in my race. And, and you know, I'm not against human beings. Everybody is a human. We uh, I have empathy for people. People have a heart. They choose where they're at. Political positions, again, if you say that you're coming across the border because your daughter was raped in front of your face and you want to get out of there and then the United States forces them back to uh, go back home to where you're from. You know, again, I come from a place where, you know, the Statue of Liberty, it meant something. You know, people have come here from all over the world and not just wealthy people. Hawaii is filled with people from Vietnam, from China, from Jap Japan, from uh, uh, from the Philippines, you know, immigrants from all over. Uh, people say Howleys, you know, but, you know, Howleys come from France and Germany. And like I said, I'm a mixture of, you know, I'm a mutt I'm a, or a poi dog. You know, four my grandparents were from four different countries. They all came not speaking English. My grandfather spoke seven languages. So here's another charter amendment. I keep on pushing, you know, local things. But I, I <laughs> for years that we should be bilingual, that yes. we should be bilingual. Yes. So now we're setting up a committee that's going to look at that. I said every road sign should be in Hawaiian and English. And people look at me and go, uh. so now, you know, over time. So, yes, if you're an LGBTQ plus a person, uh, you're treated differently today by many people, not all people. And you talked about voting. Women were raped and murdered because they pushed for the right to vote. And the 14th Amendment gave the right to vote to former slaves, did not give the right to former female slaves until the 1920. So there's all of this stuff. People fought for things. You know, my parents, maybe your grandparents, you know, lived through a depression and World War II. You know, so that affected somebody that, okay, so I don't have the latest thing off of uh, eBay or um, uh, Amazon. You know, uh, nobody thought of eBay and Amazon back in the 40s. They thought about survival. And saving rubber bands and, uh, you know, saving coffee and chocolate and all of that. So and one other thing, it just occurred to me today, my, a second cousin of mine called me and uh, his best friend lives on Maui. So he just came here to visit. And he called me. He didn't have time to see me. But um, we did meet once years ago. But he's a second cousin because I have all these relatives in California that I'd never met. But he called me and he made a comment about uh, the baby boom generation, which I'm a flag waving member of. So, no, the Baby boomers didn't screw up America and the United States. We presented a lot of progressive changes. However, there is a cross-section of baby boomers who are mostly in control now who, yes, they see Wall Street and the generation after the baby boomers. They said, hey, I want mine. So what did the most intelligent, articulate, knowledgeable, highly educated people do? They went to Wall Street and made millions I don't know where people here on Maui have made their money. I don't go around and ask, but there are some people that, you know, have made money somewhere else and they come here and then they're a great environmentalist or they're a great this or a great community person. And, you know, two things come to mind to me. One of someone that I knew that used to develop uh, in Colorado, he was a big developer, but here he was sort of, uh, you know, uh, low key and uh, limited development and all of that. So, you know, people come from all different kind of places. So, uh, yes, teaching civics, uh, talking about the importance of, you know, Hawaii has the lowest voting in, this, in the country. Half of the people who could register don't 
vote and half oh, don't register and half of the people that register don't vote. So you're limited to, okay, yeah, it doesn't make, and even when I was going around getting my petition signed, uh, Nikki, you know, I don't vote. And so I say, okay, because like you said, Kavika, you said it, and I agree. If you don't vote, you're voting. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're just, you're voting through silence, and then you're also releasing your, your right to complain. You know, it really stuck out to me as a kid uh, when I was growing up next to Camp Pendleton when my grandfather got stationed out there we left the islands and uh there there was the blade citizen in oceanside and they had this this political cartoon that would show up every year that the owner of the paper would put in there and it it wasn't just a regular cartoon it looked like a coupon like a little coupon that says i release my right to complain because i didn't vote and it says signed here non voter and you would clip so that out. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, uh, <laughs> cause again, I love all these stories. It reminds me of different situations. I said that to a friend of mine on Maui about 15 years ago, he looked at me and I can't use the language he used and said, don't you bleep and tell me I can't complain. And I took a breath and I thought, you're right. You can't tell him he can't complain. He has a right to complain. I just feel that you you go ahead and complain and also register and vote. Yeah. We're still a free country. Yep. So he says, no, uh, I don't want to vote. I don't want to register. I don't want to do jury duty. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And of course, one of my recommendations with have in Australia, you get fined if you know, it's not a big fine, yeah, but you no, have I, to I vote. That. That's one of the things you have to wear clothes when you go to a, a clothing optional beach on Maui. Cause it's not legal. After all these years, it's not legal, but you have to wear clothes because that's the rule. So what if we had a rule? You have to serve jury duty for us to vote, but everyone gets registered. When you come out of your mother's womb, they give you a voting card and they sign you up. So uh, we, 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 we have managed to go across a wide spectrum of thoughts and ideas. I think I personally come to know so much about you in this time, but we, we are finite and running out of it. So I would like to give you a moment to talk about how you can be supported and how people can join your cause, how people can learn about the Green Party, and I will gladly put all of that in our show notes so they can click on that and follow up with you. Well, the first thing I want to say uh, from, uh, you know, humbly and from my heart is the opportunity to share with you. As you notice, I'm a bit of a wallflower and I don't like to talk too much. <laughs> so I really appreciate these issues. And of course, as you notice, stream of consciousness, we mentioned, talked on one issue, then we went on to another issue, then we went on to another issue. So I don't know how many people, if anyone will hear this before the election. I know some people say I'm a perpetual uh, candidate. I don't like to look at that. I'm a perpetual, continual community activist. I know some people say I don't trust any politician. How can you tell a politician is lying? Their mouth is moving. And that's why I say, no, I'm not a politician. I'm a community activist. I have been a candidate and I'm a candidate now. So to get involved with the Green Party, we have a website that is not very active. However, one can go to the website. Membership is $20 a year. Uh, we keep it low and it can be waived if you're financially challenged. We do not have county committees per se anymore. I was a former co-chair of the state and I was a former co-chair of the Maui County Green Party when we had one. So you can go online to look for Green Party of Hawaii. It's the official name is Green Party of Hawaii, not Hawaii Green Party. Though I think in our bylaws at one time, it did say Hawaii Green Party, and that hasn't been updated. You can see what our positions are. Mostly the Green Party of Hawaii takes on the National Green Party platform. You can visit the National Green Party and the Green Party of the United States, and it is chock full of information. The platform blows my mind. We keep on improving a platform that's already perfect. And we have knockdown, drag out fights about different where a T should be crossed or an I dotted or a comma placed. And what's the definition of regenerative agriculture? No. Does that include animal husbandry? Does that include? So these battles that we have about uh, positions, 
Like I said, it stands on four pillars of grassroots democracy, nonviolence, social justice, ecological wisdom. And there's uh, 10 key values. Uh, one of them is feminism. At one time, it uh, had a different name, but I think now it's called feminism. So these issues. So uh, it takes a little bit of work. You have to, of course, nowadays, and I understand, you No, know, people that are listening to me here, if you're listening to me, then you at least can get on the Internet and uh, and social media. I understand there's a lot of people that can't, you know, nowadays you have to file your campaign finance committee reports. You have to apply for certain positions with state and county government only online. And there are some people that cannot afford a computer or they don't have broadband. So, yes, it takes a little bit of work to find me. And I know people say, well, why don't you reach out, you know, send out millions of dollars of political ads. And, you know, many people take these ads that come and say, vote for me and they throw them in the trash. So the only thing that I pass out is my a business card. And you can find me at my website, friendsofnikilananda.com. You can find me more and more on Twitter, though we all know that Twitter now may change. But Twitter, I appreciate when people have noticed a comment that I've made and more and more people, the way Twitter works and Facebook works, their algorithm, you know, it's named after Al Gore, Al Gore rhythm <laughs> is from how many people, you know, friend you and how many people like something that you said and all that. So it takes a little bit of work. My phone numbers, I will give you, you just heard my phone ring in the background. It's very easy to remember. It's the Haiku Makawao. Pukulani Exchange, 572, not the haiku, central haiku, which is 575, 572, US, US, which is us, us, United States, United States, because I am so patriotic, 572-8787. Often, I don't pick up my phone, so you'll get my machine. You can leave a message there. I will call you back. I'm good about that. You can also call my cell, but I am not a cell person per se user. I use it for convenience. I'm not into texting much. However, you can find me on my cell, 269-2218. You've noticed that I did not give out the area code because all of uh, Hawaii is 808. However, nowadays people come from all over the country with cell phones with different area codes. So that's changed. I got a cough. <clears throat> so I'm um, easy to find. Uh, I live on a lot. I'm on social media more and more since the pandemic. I've spent my time here with my dog Radar, who I got at the Humane Society. November 19th will, will be three years. And I feel he saved my life as much as I saved his getting him at the Humane Society because we got locked down four months later. So I feel like I'm accessible. You can write me an email, which I also use email a lot. Nikilananda. Of course, you have to spell my name right, N-I-K-H-I-L-A-N-A-N-D, as in David A., Nikilananda, at hawaiantel.net. Most of you listening to this should know how to spell Hawaiian. When I talk to people on the mainland, they go, what is that? And they don't get it. It's Hawaii with an A-N, Hawaiian, tell for telecommunication or whatever, hawaiantel.net. So friends of Nikilananda, it is chock full of political platform positions, preserve, protect, promote, and support Hawaii, and accountability, sustainability, and transparency. Those are my main uh, positions that if you want to come up with something really quick, accountability, transparency, and sustainability. I'm a progressive, independent, environmentalist that probably we could put brackets on the end sums up where i'm at i appreciate if anyone does get this before tuesday i used to love going to the polls and voting in person i just turned in my ballot yesterday i've already talked to some people who have voted for me and others said oh i went by this pack recommendation so uh i used to love going we had huelo where i live a little church, Kalua Pueo uh, Church here in Hoelo. And it was a tiny little church. And that was our 
precinct. Then they moved it. They closed it for, you know, saving money. And then we used to vote at the Haiku Community Center. And it was always fun to uh, see, you know, many people that I knew. So, but it is convenient now to vote. And if I am successful, you can depend on me to be, like I said, a progressive, independent environmentalist. There's issues that we're pretty progressive in the state of Hawaii generally, not on everything. For example, cannabis is still not legal. Campaign finance reform and public financing of elections. That is so important because, again, as you've heard me talk about this more progressive type pack, where is the money come from? It's no different. And so Citizens United needs to be overturned. But we now have a right wing political Supreme Court. And so there's so many issues that are involved. Uh, Kavika, mahalo nui loa. I appreciate that you reached out to me and uh, gave me this opportunity for you and I to share a little bit of our mana'o. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just so much to unpack, and, and I can't wait to re-listen to this uh, in just a moment as I go to edit it. I'm going to try to have you out ASAP. And I'm going to get all your links and put them in there and just mahalo so much. Like, I love being able to talk across the aisle. And you provided such a great a, a great opportunity for that. So I look forward to connecting with you again at the election. I'm definitely going to be hitting you up, sir. And you haven't heard the last of me. And I hope that Maui hasn't heard the last of you. Thank you so much, Kavika. And to all of you who do have an opportunity to listen to this, please get in touch if you have uh, any questions, comments, suggestions. And again, as far as all my contacts, uh, you can find them via my website that lists, I believe, or on Facebook. You know, obviously I have a Facebook page, Facebook group, et cetera, et cetera. So again, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, enjoy the extra hour of sleep that you're going to get tomorrow because, uh, oh, no, we don't change the clocks, do we? So, okay. But keep in mind the rest of the uh, country does, except for Arizona and us. Right on. Uh, Mahalo, Nick. Mahalo, Nick. All right. Aloha. 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 <laughs>